Siddur Snippet Series is generously sponsored by the Saka family. We're up to the uh, next expression or clause. We spent a long time on the opening. And now we describe Hashem with essentially three adjectives, three synonyms, and then we tack on and add more. But it begins, Hakel, Hagadol, Hagibor, Vehanora. Hakel, he is the God. Kel is a specific reference or attribute of Hashem. We'll speak about later. But we describe that Hashem, that God, the Kale, is Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. What is the difference between those three? Where do they come from and why do they say it? Gemara Baruchas Dav Lamed Gimel tells us that in fact those three were chosen. They're not ours. It's not our authorship. It's not our creativity. We did not introduce this expression of praise of Hashem, of His might, of His gvura, of His uniqueness, that He is Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. Who authored it first? Moshe Rabbeinu. The Gemara there, Brachos, tells us that had Moshe Rabbeinu not first uttered it, we wouldn't have license to say it. It's because Moshe Rabbeinu first employed these terms to capture, to describe the Rebona Shalom, the Almighty. Therefore, we are entitled to follow his precedent and say them as well. But if not, we couldn't say them. The question is, why not? Why couldn't we say it had he not said it? Are they not good? Are they not accurate? Are they not authentic? Do they not do justice? Why not? So there's several suggestions. One is that for us to say it, to a degree, it's more of an insult than it is a praise. Who are we? We're inadequate, we're unworthy, we're incapable. In many ways, we are lowly and pathetic. Who are we to start figuring out what words to use to praise Hashem? You're going to tell him he's amazing? Lahavdil elavavay avdalos. You find somebody who's super talented in music. You meet a great musician, a world-famous musician, a famous, brilliant physicist, scholar, an athlete, someone who's exceptional in whatever area. And you're a novice, you're a beginner, you're young, you're undeveloped, and you're going to go and you're going to start lavish praise. You're going to pinch your cheek and think it's cute. That's sweet. That's adorable. You said nice things about me. Who are you? You're a peer? You're a contemporary? Who are you to offer such praise? So for us to start describing Hashem, Hashem, you're really great. We'd like to tell everyone how great you are. You're this, you're that. And who are you? What are you? From where do you get the chutzpah? Start talking about how great Hashem is. He tolerates our praise. Our praise isn't actually praise to Him. He is more tolerating our praise than He is praised by it to a certain degree. It's an insult. But the Gemara also means something more, which is we're going to describe Hashem as those three things. He's Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. We haven't even defined them yet. He's Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. Is that it? That's all he is? Nothing more? We the finite are trying to describe the infinite. We mere mortals are trying to capture the Ribbon Shalom, the Melech Malchai, Amlacham, the Omnipotent. And all we do is in three words we squeeze it in. That's the sum total. Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. So we would have no right. We'd have no right because it'd be more of an insult than a praise. We'd have no right because how do you know where to stop? Once you start praising Hashem, how do you know where to stop? When have you sufficiently captured His greatness and who He is? So what right would we have to stop there? So the Gemara says, had Moshe Rabbeinu not uttered it, we never could. And so we're following His precedent and therefore we're able to utter these descriptions. He's Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. So what do those words mean? And how are they different from one another? Gadol means... He's great. What is it? He's great. He's really great. What does that mean? Hashem is great. It's 
big. He doesn't, not a size. He's powerful. Then what's Gibor? So what's Gadol? What's Kiri? We've been saying these words a few times in our lives, no? We say them a few times a day, no? What do we think about? What do they mean? Fly through it? Try to remember at least that we're at least standing in front of him in davening where we are? He's Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. Great. What's the intent? What's the Kavana with each one? How is Gadol different than Gibor? He's great. He's mighty. He's awesome. <laughs> Nora actually means awesome, not like 60s Woodstock awesome. He's awesome. He's great. He's mighty. He's awesome. There, is it clear now? What's the difference between great, mighty, and awesome? So to understand what these words mean, I have to share a little history about the history of our saying them. The history of our saying them. And we'll go back to define exactly what they mean, the difference between them, but the historical context will give it some meaning. So we followed Moshe Rabbeinu's precedent. We said these words, and Chazal tells us at the time of the Churban, at the time of the destruction of the first base of Mikdash, Yirmiyahu Anavi and the prophet Daniel, they did not want to use these adjectives. They dictated that we no longer would employ these terms. We no longer described Hashem as Gadol, Gibor, and Nora. Why not? Specifically, they eliminated, they censored Gibor, Venora. Stop describing Hashem as strong and awesome. Why? What did they just experience and where were they living? It was exile. It was destruction. It was devastation. He's great. If he's so great, why are we here? If he's so great, why are anti-Semites sharing their slurs and their hate? and their venom and their vitriol. If he's so great, where are Jews getting beaten up in the street? Not by someone who wants to steal their wallet, but for no reason at all. So these prophets who suffered, who saw the exile, they suffered and they saw the destruction, the churban. How are you going to describe Hashem as Gibor and Nora? He's strong and he's awesome even here, even now, even in this, with his suffering, with his distance, with his hiddenness. Where is he? How could you say he's those things? Fast forward 70 years. Before the rebuilding of the second base on Mikdash, towards the end of the Churban, the Anshei Knesset, Agadullah said, time to bring it back. And why is it time to bring it back? Second base of Mikdash had not yet been rebuilt. So why was it time to bring it back? It's not that, ooh, now it's redemption and light. Now it's safety and security. Now it's Hashras Hashchina. Base of Mikdash had not yet been rebuilt. So why was it time to bring it back? So Anshay Knesset said, you don't understand what Gibor and Nora mean. If you understood what they meant, you wouldn't say they're contingent on the comfort and convenience in when you live. Because Baruch is Gibor and Nora, even in Galus, even where we're living and what we're living through. And because they redefined or gave us access to the true definition of Gibor and Nora, they reinstated those terms and that tefillah, no matter what state a Jew is in, and what this will pick up next time, what did they redefine? Why did they reinstate? And what should we be thinking about? Good luck in Marv. But what should we be thinking about? Gadol, Gibor, and Nora, these aren't synonyms. They have different meanings. And how does history show us through the Anshei Knesset what it really means?